I was brought up in the Curtin housing scheme in Dundee. It hit the national headlines last week when rioting broke out. Fires were lit on the streets, cars were vandalised, St Paul's Academy had windows broken and the police were assaulted with fireworks and bricks. I lived in the scheme until I was 16. My mum and dad had moved there from the Hilltown area in central Dundee, where many Kirchin folk had lived before moving with the great migration of the inner city population to the new post-war schemes built north of the Kingsway. When I lived in Kirchin, Dundee had 40,000 council houses, and employment was plentiful, with many folk working in factories like the Timex, the Vida Root, the Astral, as well as even back then the remnants of the declining jute industries. At that time, Dundee's population was 182,300. It was a few hundred bigger than Aberdeen's, making it Scotland's third largest city. But just as the population has fallen greatly, so too some of the schemes have also changed dramatically. Kirton is among them. I drive through it a couple of times a week, and parts of it are a sorry sight. Knee-high grass and overgrown gardens, clotty curtains and a general unkempt down-at-heel feel give lie to the notion of community spirit, which I always felt we had in abundance when I was growing up there. When I was a boy, the first rule was don't mess on your own doorstep. But last Monday, the Neds who turned the scheme into a mini Beirut didn't just mess it up, they trashed parts of it. Those who created carnage would have been run out of the place at one time, either by other residents or the council. When I was a laddie, the local gang were called the Kirkton Huns. They even had their own cafe called the Attila. The scheme could be a tough old place. There were big families and lots of hardy folk, but generally there was a sense of respect for each other. Dress it up any way you want. Last week, a small minority of Torags made the lives of decent Kirkton folk a nightmare. Their anarchic approach to life is unhindered by notions of common decency or respect for others. I've heard all the excuses from poverty and deprivation to mental health and even the event having been a commemoration for someone who died a couple of years ago. There are areas of major deprivation prevalent in Curtin, no doubt about it, just as in many other places which are also blighted by those. But they're not good enough reasons to wreck your own house. When I lived in Curtin, plenty of people struggled to make ends meet. Turns were taken, keeping the closes and bin recesses tidy though, and the neighbours helped each other out. Last Monday, many kids and some adults ran amok. The nihilism on display by some of those firing rockets and bricks at the police and emergency services forced the majority of good folk in Curtin into silent subjugation on the night, in fear for their safety and their property. This is no dewy-eyed reminiscence about the good old days. When I lived there, the scheme could be a rough house. I clearly remember as a boy racing to see the local gang, the Huns, fighting with the police down at the Claverhouse bar as tales reached us of an overturned panda car exercising our febrile young minds. And I remember clearly three Glasgow hard men who'd come through late at night to sort out a well-known local in the next tenement. They ended up face down as he dispensed summary curtain justice to them. But setting fire to your own streets wouldn't have entered the minds of hard men like him. There were some genuine tough cases, brought up in big families with not a lot to go around, and certain individuals definitely walked on the wild side. But living among your aunties, your grannies, your relatives and your neighbours, destroying your own area as happened last week wouldn't have entered the imagination. The scheme has changed immeasurably from my youth. The tenement housing, the Copper Beach, the Claverhouse pubs are all long gone. The shops in Bulgowan Avenue are a distant memory. 
as are the two co-ops, or the sauces as we Dundonians called them. Last Monday, it also looked like any sense of pride in the scheme had gone as well. As a boy growing up, I got up to hijinks just like any other teenager, but the cops who patrolled the streets of Kirkton from the solitary police box at the bus terminus on Belgowan Avenue were men who were feared and respected in equal measure. The name of PC Willie Bell struck fear into us as laddies. Like many Dundee policemen, Bell was a big powerful man with hands like shovels and the possibility of a thick ear from him or the other bobbies, some of whom came from country stock, was enough to ensure that daft behaviour didn't escalate further than youthful devilment. That kind of policing is long gone in today's society and it won't be coming back, but I suspect it would have nipped much of Monday's trouble in the bud. The majority of folk in Kirkton are good, decent people. I think and hope that there are still enough of them to ensure that Monday's malcontents never get a chance to give a repeat performance.